I'm just like so over caring about what my face looks like. Have we started? Is this going? No. Is this? Is this the, okay? Well, maybe. I don't know. Are we recording? Should we just put that in? I'm so over caring what my face looks I like. I am. I am. I'm like, this is my face. And if people have a mm -hmm. problem with it, you know, put a filter on me or something. Welcome to the People's Sports Podcast. I'm Charlotte Wilder, here with Mark Titus. As always, Mark, happy Monday. How are you feeling? Happy Monday. Uh, good and bad. I'm, I'm, I'm into mine, Charlotte. So I, it is a, uh, this is very much a Monday morning for me that is uh, straight out of the comic book. Uh, comic, not book, comic pages. The uh, like, like picture is Kathy. Yeah. The comic holding the coffee. That's exactly who I pictured. Garfield yeah. holding a coffee. Like uh, I'm picturing Kathy. Now I'm picturing Garfield. Hold on, let me let me flesh this out for you. I'm picturing Bart Simpson, okay, with a skateboard in one hand. Uh huh. Uh, he's got a backwards hat. Yeah. And he's saying, "Yeah, I like pot. I like pot every morning." And then you go to the next panel, and it says, "Sometimes I even like two pots." And he's holding two pots of coffee. That's the kind of morning did I'm you, having. Did you? I just wrote that. Yeah. Have you had coffee yet? Because you sound have, like you might I have. have. I have, but so I, I I say that to say I'm having a rough morning. I'm having a rough go. Um, Why? But it is it, it, there's good news because I have a very important life update that I want to share with all the people. This is this is a very very big deal. Wow. Um, okay. And it affected my Monday morning. Uh, I have met a gentleman who lives in my apartment building who owns a boat. <gasps> and stop it. I went on the boat yesterday, <gasps> and let me just say, Charlotte. It was everything I needed it to be. Oh my I had God. too much to drink. I was in the sun too long. That's why I woke up a little groggy this morning and it's taken me a while to get going. But oh my God, like this is this is a dream come true. I've lived in I've lived in the marina now for well over a year. I've told you this. I've said it on the podcast. Like I just want to walk around and like find a guy that's like, hey buddy, uh, you wanna come on my butt, you know? Yes. It finally happened. This is the the man uh an absolute sweetheart of a guy. Mm -hmm. He is not, it's not kind of the scenario I envision where it's like an older man that like is, is looking for me to fill the void of his son who won't call him, which yeah. I think is what, what I the mean, scenario. the story that you painted, the, the picture you painted on the podcast was actually far more involved than that. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that okay, was, so that was he's my not dream. a father figure. It's not that. It's more of just like a bro dude that's got a little money. And, uh, is he around our age? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I love He's, this. Uh, All right, wait. For, let me set, hold on. I got to step right there because this is one of the few times that my boat knowledge and my sports yeah. job actually, and by that I mean I manage to talk about it like every podcast, but this is a legit reason. What kind of boat? Um, it's a uh, it's a, it's a motor boat of some. It's like a speed boat type deal, but it's got it's like it's well. Uh, How many feet? 30 footer um okay. it's got the seats so it's it uh, it's got the seats above the uh it's it's got seats at the bow seats in the bow seats in the bow which yeah i, I was trying to explain for listeners but i forgot i'm talking to a fellow sailor uh, i'm like no 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 insider talk only i want nobody listening to have any idea what i'm talking about right seats now in, seats in the bow um uh -huh. there are seats at the stern believe it or not that point uh uh aft they point, uh, yeah, the, the, the seats point aft. So you can watch where you've come from? Yes, yes. Um, the head is clogged, is what uh, <laughs> I was told. So they said, if you have to pee, there's your toilet right there. That's uh, also a lie, by the way. What's the that? head that, isn't clogged ever. It's just that if that's you what use they tell it, people. they have to pump it out. 
So they no, tell people it's broken so that you don't use people. it. Yeah, that makes sense. I would do the same. Because they don't want to be a dick and be like, you can't yeah. use my bathroom. It uh, it had banging speakers, so like a lot of it was like it was a great party boat. We'll put it that way. Um, there's a handful of us that went out. I didn't really know the people I was with that well, but uh, they were all they were all great people, great great crowd, great vibes. Uh, and and That's I think incredible. like incredible. Like I Did think you tell you, them to listen to our podcast. No, I, I I don't really want them to know anything about me. I just wanted to like I I did uh, I brought my own beer because I didn't want to be I didn't want to be like I I wanted to be self sufficient. So I was like I don't need anything to drink. I, I'm just here to. You know, yeah, I'll just sit yeah. over my corner. I'll drink yeah. my my own beer here, yeah. and I'll let you guys be. Um, and then I helped out with the dock work. You know, we pulled oh. back into dock, and they threw me the line. And I was like, yeah, "Let me hitch that up for you real quick." And they're like, "Wow, nothing said, feels better than that." Am I right? Yeah. Um. Anyway, that is uh that that is a long winded way of, of answering your question of how I'm doing. But uh, there you go. I I I have boat access now, so that's how I'm doing. And I'm well, feeling I'm good, but thrilled about that and you couldn't like i don't think there's anyone else in your life that you could have told who would have gotten as excited yeah about yeah that. i appreciate that about you your, your jaw dropped you're you're covering your mouth a little bit i'm you're also very just yeah. jealous if i'm being honest but yeah. I'll, you know i live by water like we'll get i'll get there i'll get there um we also have a lot of emails to get to but before we do that um first of all i have a story coming out this week that I want to plug really quickly because okay. um, my Monday morning was rough in that I had to fix a draft of this. And anyone who's ever written, like I was excited. I'm I'm so excited about the story. It's about this softball player, Danielle Laurie. She's a Canadian softball player and she has two kids. She came out of retirement at 30, then COVID hit and she kept training through it. She's 34. She's in Tokyo right now. I've been talking to her for like the past five months about her whole experience. And then putting that into a story is a little bit difficult because I'm like, I have too much information at this yeah. time. But also it's a kind of thing where I've been so excited to tell the story, to write the story. And then as I'm writing it, I'm like, why? Like writing is the worst possible thing in the entire world. I'm like, yes. why? Like the idea of it. And then I actually like fixing it. Like once I have a draft and I can fix the draft, then it's fine. But the initial like, so I spent all this morning fixing it and so i have like the opposite of a hangover which is like working and mm -hmm. i don't know mm -hmm. i'd almost rather mm -hmm. just be hungover. you know like sunburned and hungover <laughs> but yeah. here we are um we also got a lot of interaction with a tweet we put out because pete mm -hmm. alonzo is nicknamed the polar bear yeah, we didn't even talk about this on the show. Uh, I realized to, that. Then, yeah, yeah. We had got, too his, much to get to last week. His nickname is the Polar Bear, um, which, d do we know the origin of the nickname? It's just... I mean, I think it's just that he's, like, big and white, right? <laughs> That's it. Like, you could be the Polar Bear. I'm the Polar Bear. <laughs> <laughs> it is like, true. The honestly. polar bear. There's a guy that played basketball in Wisconsin named Brian Butch. He was a McDonald's All American. He was like a year or two older than I was. Mm -hmm. um, he still is actually he's still living. So I he's guess still the a way, year or two. The older. way he's still a year or two older. I guess that <laughs> never really changes as we progress through life. Um, he was nicknamed the polar bear, and I think the rationale was the, pretty much the same as as you said. He was a big white man, and that's I don't quite just get it though. It. Just because, like, in terms of. Um, Oh, apparently there is a backstory to this. Our producers are telling us. You, can you click that, Mark? I'm no, I, I can't. can't. All right, well, I we'll never can't. know. <laughs> uh, so I, uh, <laughs> I think that of all the like big white guys you could nickname the polar bear, Pete Alonso is 
not exactly the one I would like. I th- I would think it would go first to like a linebacker, you know, like an yeah. old lineman from Iowa, yeah. from Des Moines. I, I, I yeah yeah I'm I'm trying to or like a just a right tackle some yeah. corn fed. Yeah, but also like I picture like is there some guy from Alaska that's like carrying the entire because Alaska doesn't pump out a ton of great athletes, but they do. There are some. Um, Carlos Boozer, I think from Alaska. Like that should be Carlos Boozer's nickname. Yeah, I think he's from Alaska. They've polar bears. There, Not right? a white man, but uh, it still plays. I think if Carlos Boozer was nicknamed the polar bear, I think he should have dibs on being the polar bear. Yeah. I think if you're from Alaska, it's just default, you're a polar bear. Yeah. But um, I don't know, Pete Alonso. Anyway, we put this out on Twitter, and it actually got a ton of interaction, which I shout out to Social West and Producer Cat and everyone who, and Kristen, and I'd like to thank my entire family for this. No, um, mm-hmm. we had some very good submissions. Um we got one in terms of like who is the best nicknames in sports and Field Yates of ESPN. Uh, he said he hate me, which I hadn't even thought of. And mm-hmm. it got me Googling he hate me, who, you know, the guy who played in the XFL and put that on the back of his shirt when you could use, use nicknames. I forgot what his real name even was. Uh, what is it? Rod something? Yeah, you got Rod, it. Uh, uh, oh, Rod. Look at me. I forget. Look where I I'm forget. pointing. Oh, was it Rod Smart? Yes. That's right. Yes. There you go. And so I looked up why he chose that because I realized I just never really knew. And he said, there's this quote from the time. It was the year, what, 2000, 2001? He said, basically, my brother's my opponent. After I win, he's going to hate me. It is what it is. It's a saying I was saying when I'd feel something wasn't going my way. For example, when I was on the squad in Vegas and coach was putting other guys in. If I felt I'm better than them, you know, hey, he hate me. See what I'm saying? Give me a chance. It's all I ask. It came from the heart, within, the way I felt. I'm left more confused, but uh, like I, I kind of get it. Like his brother hates him, whatever. But the story doesn't really track. Like I he, think he was saying that like the coach must hate him if he's not playing him. But like, why would that be his know. nickname? I, I, it doesn't really track. But I love it, and it <laughs> takes me back. Like he hate me. Um, Skip to my Lou was another one who's Ray for Austin who ended up playing yes. in the NBA for a little while. He's on the N one mixtape tour. What a, what an era! I, I'm I'm very nostalgic for that era of sports fandom when just like it was the last. Uh, that was like the last diet. Not that the exit. Well, I don't know where I'm going with this. It was like kind of like the early 2000s up until like basically I graduated high school in 2006. It feels mm-hmm. like right around then was like the last time people would just talk about sports without a conscience whatsoever and just like like the XFL was just doing <laughs> wild reckless stuff. Uh, WWE was still doing like suck at crotch chops and stone cold, like not so much in the mid two, you know, you know what I'm saying? So like you're that saying late like 90s, we got to go back to the time where political correctness that, that did really matter. Was, but, it, but it's like insane to look back on that. Like this was right. a thing that was going on and, and one mixtape tours were absolute just chaos and anarchy. Wild. Every time you would watch one of the, they'd come to town like that. I remember they come to Indianapolis and I was begging my parents to go and they're like, what do you want to see? And I'd like show them a clip and they're like, absolutely not. You're not going to that. And you just see in the crowd, just like people just, like losing their minds and um i don't know it was a, it was a uh, slam ball which i brought up a million times was, like ball, like looking yeah. back on that Your like so reckless sport. so stupid so reckless you know though i will say that if you're nostalgic for that era as we've talked about the phoenix suns fans are doing a whole lot to yeah, bring us true. right back you Tony, know yeah like, yeah the x games and the tony hawk games um yeah what else was there like espn would do like the monday night football they would have the helmets like smash into each other and like <laughs> 
Like there's this whole culture of football, which like give each other brain damage, please, for the love of God. Like we I love it. We need more, more brain damage. More, more, more. <laughs> CTE. Uh, yes. Sorry. Sorry. That's ESPN not. had that show Playmakers too, which yeah. I watched. Do you remember this? There was a yes. scripted show about like basically all the painkillers that NFL players, in my understanding, it was like NFL called them and was like, what the hell are you doing, dude? Yeah, like, I think they're like, do you want to lose the rights to yeah, our broadcast? Are yeah. you actively trying to ruin anyway, your business model? I, it, like thinking back on, uh, that, that's when, when I hear he hate me, my mind goes back to that, where it was just like, it, it was like the last gasp of the Wild West of sports, <laughs> where then like the internet came along and people started like sharing ideas with each other, which, and, and you know, along somewhere along the line someone was like we should probably not do this stuff <laughs> and then like the people that were being told we should probably not do this were like literally no one has ever told me that before like no what, they were shocked <laughs> yeah, like it like, was what? a revelation <laughs> they were like oh helmets on, smashing what? against each other might be a bad yeah. look oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. i never <laughs> yeah. oh god yeah. what a wild world no i think you're right there were there were a few more that um i had f- completely forgotten about though we got um megatron for calvin johnson mm-hmm. that's a good one uh luis pena who is apparently a ufc fighter luis okay. pena yeah, i don't yeah. i didn't know Go on. he looks he looks like the painter bob ross who would have yes. those so he was called violent bob ross I like it, but also like that seems kind of lazy. Like, there's got to be something else. Uh, there's got to be a better play on words than just throwing violent in front of that. Like, at the same what, time, though, that's kind of what makes it funny because it's like someone is, was so that lazy is, that they weren't like even like violent, like but, a happy little tree. You know how you'd always paint those happy little trees? Like yeah. that would have been a more deep cut. But they yeah. just were like, no, 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 let's slap violent. Here's my favorite though. That first of all, someone said Club Trillion. Okay. That's one of the best nicknames in sports. Okay, I I disagree, but I'll take it. All right. You know, okay. I'll, I'll thank you. But... For what it's worth, I do think. Sometimes I think about Club Trillion, and I'm like, you know what? Mark is a idiot college student was pretty clever. To come you know up what with I that. think about whenever I think about Club Trillion now, and I look back on it. Why yeah. did why was it why was it Club Trillion? Why wasn't it like the Trillion Club? <laughs> I don't understand why I named it Club Trillion. Like, is there any club that's to... called like Club? <laughs> club then the thing isn't it like the thing then the club <laughs> that's actually it's like the 4040 club yeah it's the 4040 it's not club 4040 it's not lounge delta it's the delta lounge yeah like why did i call it club trillion i don't know Club trillion don't sounds know. way better club trill like but i think i think there's something to be said about this uh i'm gonna get self-indulgent for like 10 seconds very, very yeah, quickly i think it. there's something to be said about like when you're in your 20s and you're trying to be creative um you're just too stupid to like really think about it and i think as you get older you like if if now like you mentioned like writing earlier and how it, it it cripples you and you're like oh my god writing is so hard when i wrote my book i didn't even think about it which like if you read it now it reads like a guy that's 21 years old wrote a book it's horrible but uh i think about now like if i wrote a book now it would take me 30 years to write yes. the book because i yes. would just like labor over every period i'm like okay just should a period go there hmm how do we punch this up what right like, what about a semicolon yeah yeah I would I would just obsess over everything, and there's something about just being young and stupid and just like diving in, just being like, "Who cares?" And, you know, dude. And then I it works was, out. You know, I was thinking about that when I was writing the story because I was like, I feel like when I wrote long stories in the past, I would just like go for it. I would, you know, I would like swan dive off the deep end, and yeah. now I'm like, you know, gently walking and putting a toe in the water, mm-hmm. and then like getting back out and being like too cold, and then like trying. And so, I, at a certain point, you really just got to let go. But you're so right that. As you know, once you hit your 30s, it's like creativity becomes this tortured, overthought 
process. And I think maybe, you know, like, are there, is there a drug? Is there like, can I do mushrooms and get back to that? Like, what's the answer? Because I don't know. And then there's also like, you, when you're, when you're young, you have nothing to lose. So you don't really care. You're like, what's the worst that could happen? You're I, also I invincible. Have, like you don't know yeah. the harm you can do yes. Yes. to yourself. I have, or I, have 12, I have $12 in my bank account. Like what, what's the, and now I look around and I'm like, all right, I have a 401k. Like what, what if I <laughs> blow this somehow? Like what if, what if I write this book and it sucks and like, I, I don't know. So, I, so you just kind of like start obsessing about what could go wrong. And when you're young, you de- the idea of anything going wrong when you're young never crosses your mind. Never. 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 So, anyway. I mean, it's a miracle we're, we're still here. But um, And then one, one last nickname before we get to emails is Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. Do you remember yeah. him? Oh, yeah. He, he played, played for Indiana. the Pats, didn't he? Yeah, he he uh he played at Indiana uh um oh. like in college. Yeah, yeah, he was a running back in college. He was but he was he was a running back when my brother was at IU and I would go to the IU football wow. games when you could IU football is going to be good this year by the way. Mm-hmm. Um they're going to they be awesome. They were good last year, right? Yeah. IU football is uh, on the come up. But when my brother was in school, I would go down there uh and students could literally get in free Charlotte. They didn't even mm-hmm. charge students. You'd show your student the ID. The good old days. And they just let you walk in because nobody would go to these games. So my brother, I was in high school. My brother was in college at IU. We would go to all the IU football games. He would show his ID. He would literally just in front of the usher, like as he would show the ID to the guy, he'd be like, all right, come on in. He would just turn around and hand it to me. And the, the guy would see no. the whole thing happen. I would take the ID and I would show the usher and be like, come on in. <laughs> and they didn't care. And uh, I remember Ben Jarvis Green Ellis watching him in college. Yeah. Well, he was called, was he called the law firm? The ben? law firm. Yeah. Yeah. That's we the called greatest the law firm nickname. Then. We're yeah. ending on that one because that's the yeah. greatest of all time. It's like, how do you beat that? Yeah. He I was awesome. It. Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. What a name. What a name. Um, all right. We got to get to a few emails here, Mark. Um, the first that I want to touch on is much like the polar bear and the nickname, something we forgot to talk about on the podcast, which was our lists which were the best niche roles in sports. And uh, Jamal Chu, who was one of the Chu brothers, who was one of our loyal listeners, um, mm-hmm. they wrote in about their fantasy football draft at one point. He says, hi, Charlotte and Moses. I saw on social media that you did a top five list of niche. Is it niche or niche? That's a great question. All right. I, I say niche. niche. <laughs> I say niche. Like it's like it's a T. I think it might be niche. Like it's itch. Like it rhymes with itch. But I'm also a coastal elite, so maybe I think I should pronounce yeah. it like it's French. This which is this is one of those deals where like one of us is is like either you're way too coastal elite or I'm way too redneck and how we say it. And I don't know which yes. one of us is wrong. But we also neither of us is right. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. like one it's gonna there's a there's an answer here, but like no one's right. Anyway, okay. Anyway, Jamal writes, this confused me because I listened to this week's pod and didn't remember you doing a list. <laughs> Jamal, you are correct. He says, if posting a list to social media that isn't talked about on the pod is your big brain move to make me listen to most of the podcast again on Spotify and then watch it on YouTube to try to find the list discussion, then congratulations. It That's worked. a great idea. Anyway, here are my submissions of niche or niche roles in sports that I think you missed. Um, he says... The fan favorite bench warmer is his number five. Oh, I like wow. That, thank you. Yes. It, I like you that know. guy too. Yeah, you like yeah. Jamal. We like Jamal. Also, yeah. though, oh my God, wait, this is hilarious. Oh my God, I didn't read this full list before I'm reading it right now. Okay, are you ready? First of all, shout out Jamal for putting this in a, oh my God, this is incredible, for putting this in an order of five to one so that I can just read it. The payoff mm-hmm. is worth it. Five, the fan favorite bench warmer. Okay. Four. The bench guy who cracks lots of jokes. 
Okay. Oh, no. Three, the best player's best friend. Oh, no. <laughs> Two, oh, no. the guy who includes a fundamentals montage in his workout video. A fundamentals what? Montage. Oh, you said montage. Did okay, I? Go ahead. Yeah, you said a fundamentals montage. I've been okay. saying. <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. One, the manager turned walk-on who gives himself a nickname about how he doesn't actually play and starts a blog that becomes popular, but he can't mm. profit off of it because of NCAA regulations. <laughs> so he sells t-shirts and donates the profits to charity. Then after he graduates, writes a book that's basically just poop jokes. Mm. Ever helpful, Jamal. I love those guys. There's a lot of them out there. There's yeah. uh, every team has one. <laughs> there sure are. Man, they're everywhere. And boy, do I love all of them. All right. Well, Let's, I won't uh, embarrass you anymore. Moving on to the next email. Home Run Derby from Jenny Thomas. Shar and Mark. I can't stop thinking about how funny it would be if one of the kids in the outfield robbed a home run during the Home Run Derby. Oh, That's yeah. all I have to say. Ever hopeful, Jenny. That would be sick. <laughs> That, that would be sick. Didn't one of the kids, was it this year, like tore his ACL or something? Yeah. I'm not laughing. <laughs> I don't mean to I, laugh. I heard, I heard that someone shagging balls uh, tore their ACL. Like I, I heard that, that someone texted me. He's like, did you see that uh, one of the people shagging? And, and in my brain, I pictured like, I, I thought it was basically, you, you saw the guy that like flipped over the uh, – the the entrance way to the concourse. You know what I'm talking about? Like trying yeah. to catch the home run and then like did a flip. I picture like one of those guys, like some – 40-year-old trying to relive glory days yeah. was out there running around. And then it hit me that I was a kid because I was laughing my ass off. I was like, that's hilarious, tearing your ACL. And then I remembered I was a kid and I was like, oh, no. Oh, it's so sad. So I mean, sad. think about that story, though. Like, if you have to injure yourself as a kid, at least you get to tell kids at school, like, yeah, because I was yeah. in the outfield at the home run derby. But I do think that that only has a small window of being cool, you know? Like, I think if you're... Yeah, it's only the first day back. If you're, like, 22... After the surgery. You're like 22 years old in college and you're trying to play like beach volleyball or something at like a frat party and you can't really move right. And then someone says something to you and you're like, yeah, my knee, you know, I blew out my knee. And then they're like, oh, wow, what's the story there? And you tell the story. I think everyone at that frat party is like, <laughs> lame. I know. <laughs> you know? Unless, unless you that went sucks. viral and they like remember you. Yeah. Then they're like, oh, yeah. you're the home run derby ACL kid. Yeah. Dude, I don't know. At, I don't know how school, it works. At your school was the kid that like broke their leg first, like the coolest kid in school, because that's how yeah. it worked at my school. Like you show up with a cast on, and that is that is the, the biggest chick magnet you could have in fourth grade growing up in Danville, Indiana, was just breaking your arm. To where like I I had a theory that some of my friends were fake breaking their arms. No way. Like just for the chicks. Yeah. All right. The I'm gonna tell you something, Mark. <laughs> I. I... <laughs> First of all, yes, every kid I had a crush on in elementary school at one point broke his arm. And I'd be like, ooh, can I sign it? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, secondly, I thought being injured made you cool or was like a badge of honor. I was like, look how tough I am. Yeah. I fake sprained my ankle <laughs> at least four times in elementary school. And like one time it was because I went to my cousin's play and I wore clogs and I was running down the hallway of the school and I twisted my ankle and I was like, it's broken. And my mom was like, you you just tweaked it. And I was like, yeah. I need an ace bandage and crushes stat. And because I'd done it so many times, we already just had them. So I just went to school and you didn't have to wear a shoe on the foot that was sprained. Oh my God. At my school, if you, uh, uh, when I get to like junior high and high school, they would, when we started having like passing periods, um, mm -hmm. And, and moving from class mean? to class. 
free period? Oh, where you oh, like I move mean, like around the pa- from like the the six minutes you get to, or th- four minutes you get where you're expected between school classes. You're expected to like go get your books, go from one class, one side of the school to the other, and try to sneak a, a trip to the restroom in there. Like that's yeah. impossible. What are you? What are we asking to these kids? I um, mean. But if you if you had crutches or were injured or something, you would get out early. You would get to leave class early because they were like, it's going to take you longer to get her. No way. So again, I had a theory that like some of these people were like you. That's probably what was happening, Charlotte. It was like people would twist their ankle and they're like, hell yeah, I can leave class 10 minutes early Except now. that I wasn't that smart about it. Like there was no reason. I just thought it gave me like you know extra cool points or something. Yeah. Like why would having a sport, why would having an ace bandage around my ankle ever? I don't know. Kids are weird. It works. It so worked weird. though. It really worked. Like you, you were because it made you. Interesting. I was a badass. Yeah, it made you a bad. It's like, oh my god, you must just be doing reckless shit outside of school. And I was like, like, yeah, I, I ran in have- clogs. <laughs> I ran in clogs. <laughs> I ran in clogs. What did you ever do? <laughs> oh, all right. Next email uh, is called "A Podcast Made for Me," and this is from Joe Mandeville. He says, this is very nice. I'm going to start off reading one of the nice things someone wrote us because I would like to encourage more people to write us nice things. <laughs> Dear Charlotte and Mark, I'm not sure what this says about me, but just about every episode I listen to, I laugh out loud to myself because this podcast seems tailor-made for me. It is, Joe. Our entire, mm-hmm. our entire, uh, what is it, manifesto we, of this yeah. podcast was make a podcast for Joe Mandeville. Can we calm down with the communism uh you know, we're called the People's well, Sports I forget Podcast. What to call we have it. a manifesto. I didn't call it a ma- what do you call it? Mission here. statement? That's what I was looking for. <laughs> As Karl Marx famously said, no. Um, anyway, so Joe says that he liked he likes calling people on the phone too, which I talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also hates things that everyone else loves and has never seen Avatar um, as a result. So he also wrote in and said that he has a story about Jim Brewer. Oh, because um, I mentioned Jim Brewer. Because someone, did we get to the bottom of that when someone said I was like Mr. Brewer, Mr. Brewer so- Titus? Yeah, yeah, we did. Someone wrote in um, to say that the guy who wrote that email—I forget who it was now. Um, I'll look back and I'll, I'll find it. He wrote in to say that he wrote Brewer Titus because the woman who said she had a crush on you or whose mom had a crush on you was Mrs. Brewer. Oh wow, he pays more attention cut. than I do. That's a deep cut. Yeah. I know. Right. I forgot That's about right. that. Mrs. Brewer. Um, I remember Mrs. Bre- Mrs. Brewer, by the way. DM's still open. <laughs> DM. Oh, 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 Mrs. Brewer, slide on in. Um, anyway, so this guy says that Tracy Morgan and Jim Brewer uh, came to his college to do a show. And this guy um, got so drunk because he was so excited about these people coming that he jumped off a couch at a party instead of walking around it and smashed his head on one of the rafters and had a big cut on his head and said that, and has several stitches and a Joe black did? eye. Yeah. Joe, Joe did because Tracy Morgan and Jim Brewer, he was so excited to go to that show. Yeah. That he got he, so drunk and he jumped off a couch and he, he worked at a bank and he had to go to work that that was his job during school. And he had to go and had like a black eye and no one came to his little bank <laughs> yeah. window. That day. Did he think that Tracy Morgan and Jim Brewer were Johnny Knoxville and Steve-O? Like, what, I don't. That doesn't really track. You're like, I want to watch a. St- I want to watch stand-up comedians. So I'm rereading this email. It's very long, so I didn't read the whole thing out loud. But I'm pretty sure. 
I'm pretty sure that uh that that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's a good story, but yeah, like like I said, there's there's like a window of time where that's cool. I think if you're going to a bank job, a white collar job, and you show up with like black eye and stitches on your head, th- that that's doesn't tough. play. But if if you're if you're in college and your your side job is like delivering pizzas, and you show up at Domino's for your shift, and you're talking to the <laughs> other like 22 year olds you're working with. And they're like, dude, what the hell happened, Joe? And you're like, dude, check it out. So, uh, you know Jim Brewer? You know the, you know Jim Brewer? You know, like the guy that always looks high? You know that guy? And you know Tracy Morgan, duh, everybody knows him. Right. So, they were, get this, they were coming to uh, to do a stand-up show. And so, I thought, just as a classic zinger, I thought, like, you know, they're funny. Why don't I try to be funny? Uh, I'm going to jump off the balcony of my house yeah. into a couch. Yeah. And uh, anyway, I busted my head open. Yeah. Anyway, and, and like, you like elab- elaborate too much. You say that. You say that to your bank coworkers. They're like, "Oh my god!" They're you like, say "You're that to fired." The, actually, yeah, you, you say that to your like pizza place people. They're like, "Sick, dude. That's tight." <laughs> Just like also, guys saying "sick" and "tight" over and over. Like, that's so tight, dude. That's so fucking sick. That's so tight. <laughs> if I had a pizza guy deliver me a pizza with a black eye and stitches, I would think that that guy had protected my pizza so hard yeah, 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 that he yeah. i'd be like i'd give him the biggest tip i'd be like welcome anytime this is in pristine condition not a pepperoni is out of place please come back soon oh my god oh that's good yeah so i you know i like every once in a while we get an email like that that has nothing to do with anything but is everything to do with everything really yeah, yeah. um this next one does too actually this is called graduation speech gone bad it's from georgia sutter she writes in Says, hi, Moses, Shar, and Mark. I just listened to yesterday's podcast, and Charlotte, you did not miss much by not speaking at your high school graduation. I spoke at mine, and it is one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. You can hear my family laughing and even at one point saying, oh, God, while I was speaking. What happened was I'm known for being a very fast talker. So the days leading up and the day of graduation, everyone I saw, from my teachers, relatives, friends, etc., all told me to make sure I talked slowly. Well, I took that to heart and proceeded to speak at about an inch a minute. Needless oh. to say, everyone still makes fun of me and randomly just likes to mimic my speech. I literally sounded like I didn't know how to speak. It was awful. Ever hopeful, George. I'm just picturing Dwight Schrute giving the speech <laughs> yes. where he's banging on the desk, emphasizing every yes. word Georgia, if you have speech. footage of this, if you could get this to us, also, it actually did put everything in perspective because what if I had given those graduation speeches in high school and college that I was the runner up to give? Yeah. I absolutely botched it. I probably yeah. would have. I probably would have yeah. said something like, you know, trying to be cool or be like, your grades don't matter. What matters is, which is actually probably what I would say now. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but, yeah. you know, like I would have botched but- it. Now I have, I have a, a chance to do it correctly. You, you have know, some broadcasting experience too, so like you could you could play to a crowd a little better than you probably would. Yeah, maybe 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 you giving the speech at your own high school graduation would have been like uh, starting a rookie quarterback too soon, and yes. you're just thrown into the fire too soon. That was your one shot. You blow it, and now you get labeled as a bust right out of yeah. the gate. When really, like maybe a couple years of you know learning under the Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Are you maybe Ryan watching <laughs> maybe watching Ryan Fitzpatrick for a few years and then you take his starting job because that seems to be what Ryan Fitzpatrick role in the NFL is now. Look, um, I'm all for that. Maybe now, like maybe now you're ready, and that, yeah. that's what it'll be. I also uh, can think, I say, what if it's like no, the butterfly ahead. effect? Like, what, what if giving the graduation speech had altered the entire course of my life, and I were, 
you know, yeah, I can't like, think of a bad thing I could be doing, like working in finance. Yeah, and like making millions of dollars. <laughs> like, <laughs> scamming people. Yeah. You're like working wow. on Wall Street just the what if I could uh, have a boat. What if what if this is a reason I don't have a boat because I didn't give the graduation speech? That's a great point. That is a that is a great point. Um wh- I, I, I what what was the emailer's name again? Georgia. Georgia, I I, uh, I think she got horrible advice, by the way. I think you shouldn't speak slower. I think you should speak faster, if anything, no matter how fast you talk. Because ultimately, graduation speeches, best man speeches, maid of honor speeches, basically every speech that us normal people have to give in our lives, mm-hmm. really every speech ever, even State of the Union, even if you become president, yeah. like people just kind of want it in and out. Like get to the sweet, get to the... <laughs> Get in and out, you know. Yeah, that, 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 that's why I think the Gettysburg Address is so famous, is because like I, I, I don't think it has to do with the context of uh, we won the Civil War or whatever. I think it's more of like Lincoln wrote that. Th- they wrote that thing. That thing was like two and a half minutes. He's in and out. Four score seven <gasps> years ago. Bam, bam, bam. Bullet point, bullet point. Dab on him. Drop the mic and be gone. And that's what Abraham Lincoln did. And we remember that speech forever. And I think uh, that's what you got to do at a graduation speech. Just say it really fast. Just get it. it no one cares. Just get it over. If you wanted to listen to something for a long time, you can listen to a podcast in this yeah, day. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Why have it? Why give a long speech when you can just turn it into a podcast? Monetize the shit out of it. No, I think you're right, Mark. I think that everyone wants just in and out. Boom, boom, boom. Yes. Great advice. Also, though, like the problem with graduation speeches is that there are a lot of grandparents there and like yeah. grandparents need you to talk slowly and That's loudly. That's true. But... Literally every like everyone. Their grandparents just, everywhere. Everyone is just self centered though, Charlotte. Everyone, literally everybody's there. Everybody is there for one person, and that is their child. That's it. That's all they That's care true. about. And no, you could you could you could get up there and give a speech and be like, I figured out how to cure cancer, and I'm going to explain <laughs> it to you guys over the next ten to fifteen minutes. And I guarantee someone is going to stand up with cut off jorts and a tank top, and it's probably my uncle, and he's going to yell, "Boring." <laughs> The NASCAR race is on in an hour. Please hurry this up. <laughs> you know, so like it doesn't matter how good the speech is. It doesn't matter what the the the, the content of the speech is. I think you gotta you gotta know that. And uh, I think Georgia was given bad advice, but that's okay because I'm sure it's a memorable story in her family. And yeah, hmm. look, as long as we get to watch this, Georgia, please email us. Yeah, please. The video. So we won't we, put it anywhere. We won't we like publicly won't. embarrass you. We definitely won't. We need. Yeah. We need to see it. Um, all right. Here's a throwback email, which I'm very thrilled about. It's called No Dog Show, Please. And it's from, do you remember Spencer Rand? He wrote in to ask, if, to say that he was worried that his daughter would become a Boston sports yes, fan yes. after raising you, her in Philly as a Chicago yes, fan. I remember this, yes. And we called her Spencette yes. in the email because we didn't know her name. And we now know her name, but we're going to keep calling her Spencette. He writes in again. He says, Dear Charlotte and Mark. I'm writing after my daughter, Spencette, came to visit me for my 60th birthday and take me to a Phillies Marlins doubleheader. Oh, my God. (laughs) I couldn't get her to do what all real baseball fans do and sing root, root, root for the Cubbies during the seventh inning stretches. But do want to report that we are with Mark, that not only do we agree that the MLB has to roll back the seven inning games and the starting with a guy on second base extra inning rule, but that Mm -hmm. while they are rolling back the rules, the DH must go in the junior circuit. Otani proves that. Why penalize the Angels for playing a real player at pitcher and make them lose the advantage they should have for actually fielding nine players? We know they're only learning how to play in the AL, but playing real rules may help. Yes. That's a tailor-made email for you. Yes, thank you, Spencer. However... 
My actual question is unrelated. Spencet and I talked about your dog show for non-performing dogs, <laughs> which is an unbelievable way to put it. It's for non-performing dogs. And she thinks we have to get dogs now so that we can participate. Growing up, I always told her she was lucky that my wife and I remembered to feed and water our children and could not get a dog. Please reassure me you're at least not sure you're holding that dog show so I don't have to reconsider. Uh, okay, Spencer. yeah. Is the dog show going to, is the amateur dog show? Because uh, as you said, the, the, the dog show for non-show dogs. It, yeah. it, it feels like an amateur. If, we're the, are we the new NCAA? Now the NCAA <laughs> is letting players make money off their name. Our We're dogs gonna be the, cannot make money yeah. off if of anything. If we find out that you made money. <laughs> if gone. your dog got a sponsorship with BarkBox, <laughs> you're out, buddy. Um, no, here's what I'll say to you, Spencer, is we're definitely doing this. Like, I'm mm -hmm. sorry, we are having an amateur dog show for non-performing dogs. Mm -hmm. However, instead of having, like, there are ways that you can participate. You can sponsor a dog or, like, adopt a dog for the cause. Like, say there's a dog at a shelter that needs to be adopted. You can spawn, you can pay for that dog to go to the dog show, you know, with a handler to get adopted at the dog show, but you don't have to have the dog. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like that. That's quick that's, thinking. That's I don't good. Know. Yeah. Um, all I'm thinking about now is, uh, does Fox, do we have the rights to the puppy bowl? Yes. When it's, uh, when is it's the Super Bowl. When the Super Bowl's on Fox, we get the puppy yeah. bowl too. Yeah. I'm I'm getting it put in my contract okay? that I have to have something, <laughs> some sort of role in the puppy bowl. Okay. Yeah. We yeah. have to have we have to do that. We have to figure that out. We um, have the Super Bowl in what, twenty twenty three? We or should we should we pitch like a senior bowl for like <gasps> Moses and all his buddies? Oh like my you have to be God. like it's a puppy bowl, but it's for dogs that are ten and older. Oh, and you just watch them just like lay there like the puppies have all the energy and they run around and then moses is just like grunting he's like yes the senior dog bowl for older distinguished dogs they call that the westminster dog show they call that the preferred the preferred yes category like the preferred puppy bowl because you're always a puppy like that's our tagline you're always a puppy at heart but then like i said like I think I think the Fox execs are gonna hate this idea because they're gonna see like these dogs. They're gonna be like, all right, so send us like a like a some footage of what it would look like, and all the dogs. Because Mo Moses, by the way, is laying right next to me and he's knocked mm -hmm. out and he has not moved a muscle <laughs> since we've been doing the show. Um, I think that's basically what it'd be. But I would love that. Wouldn't you love that? Just yes, like footage of like that. eight old dogs just like laying in a room together, and <sighs> none of them, none of them interact like, with each other. They're all just up like laying there. <laughs> God. It's then, so adorable. And listen, Mark, here's what it is. It's the the scene it's the preferred puppy bowl for dogs of a certain age is the full mm -hmm. name. And then it's <laughs> sponsored by the People Sports Podcast. And so we mm -hmm. commentate it. And it yes. just and it's us talking about dogs lying down, not doing anything. And here's how we sell it. Once and for all, Joe Buck, you Joe finally Buck. come yes. on this podcast and you endorse this idea. And we yes. tell the execs, and then yes. they let us do it. Yes, yes. Clip this off. Clip jo this whole thing much, off. Put you, this on the internet. You have to believe that Joe Buck has the power to make this happen, right? Like you I mean, have to believe that Joe Buck puts his weight behind this. If he we're, doesn't, we're golden. Yeah. Then I don't know what to believe is true anymore in sports media. 
I just uh, we, we this is a great idea. I love this idea. I love the idea of of just seeing an old dog just like kind of it's laying down, taking a nap, and then it lifts its head up, and like the sun's peeking out out of the clouds, and then just sticks its face in the sun, and then just sticks its tongue out, and closes its eyes, like it's Nick Cage and Con Air with the hair flowing, you know, like that's. <laughs> We just get a bunch of shots like that, and then you flip over to the puppy bowl, and they're just like it's just madness, and they're you know chasing each other and wrestling. Also, also just to you know another business um, reason to do this is the gifts that would come out of this, the clips that people would use as memes for the rest of time would be unbelievable. And then we have a nice message at the end, which is that there are senior dogs that need to be adopted, yeah. and don't no one no one wants to adopt senior dogs because they you know they they don't think that they're as cute and lovable and all that. But like, please, for the love of God, somebody adopt. Are we'll, you trying we'll to make me cry? <laughs> <laughs> is this like is this like what is that dog? Mar- meet Marley. What Marley is that movie? Yeah, yeah, Marley and me, not me. Yeah. I'm not watching that. Get- <laughs> no. God, no. I avoided God, no. it because you talk about an old dog and I start to cry, let alone like, oh, I'm not, we're not even going there. Anyway, no, um, no. I think that's it. I think these are most of these Spencer, are- get your daughter a dog. Just do it. Or get your family, whatever. Like we, we get you know. Get your family a dog. Get your family. I, I, um, my, my, the first time I really questioned my parents and made me like rethink my whole childhood and oh, everything boy. was when I got Moses. Mm-hmm. Um, because my parents, my dad's allergic to dogs, so at least he has a reason, but we mm-hmm. never had pets. We never had any pets. We had, we tried fish for a week and guess how that ended up? <laughs> in the toilet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we never had any animals in our house ever. My, uh, my dad was just, he always played the allergic to dogs card, which like seems fair, but also like me and my brother and my sister all have dogs now and he comes over and visits and it's like, and he's no, hang on a yeah, and I'm like, hang yeah. on a second. So anyway, when I got Moses and like my my, uh, I, I know people use this phrase when they talk about having kids, like your capacity for love expands, mm-hmm. you know, like I think what Moses did for me was uh, he, he helped me see the best in other people because you watch this dog interact with people and he, he every single person he meets, he could meet uh, 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 a guy holding a bloody knife with a hockey mask on and Moses would run up to him with his tail wag and he's like, hey, buddy, good to be, you know, good? I don't know, but I think there's something there's something beautiful in it, Charlotte. Yes. Where like you you want to see the best in people until they give you a reason to not see the best in them. I think that's what I've learned from Moses. Because yes. he'll, you know, if you're an asshole to him, he'll be like, "All right, I'm th- I think we're done here." Anyway, yeah. I say that the moment the moment I kind of watched the the first year of having Moses and like all of these emotions are unlocked in me because yeah. I've never had a dog before and I've never experienced this before. That was when I started like thinking back. Oh my god, if my parents were so wrong about this. What else are they wrong about? Oh, and then no. that's basically been the last 10 years of my life is like revisiting everything my parents were wrong about. Um, so that's my way of saying I encourage all parents, just get your kid a dog. Just because, you know, because ultimately a with, good dog, like make don't it a good get, dog. Don't get yeah. it. Uh, I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm not going to dog shame like, you know, no, we can I, get, I'm so biased, but I'm so no, biased no, no. towards big it's, dogs. It's what I said about the dog show. If I can pick it and, and by I, I mean me, literally me. If Mark Titus can pick up your dog and throw it more than 10 yards, it's not a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad saying that, though, because, you know, there's someone listening with like the sweetest yeah. little dog and they so, feel so attacked right now. And I, I, we don't intend that. I just like. But I think I, they have to understand at the same yeah, time. You know, I. Uh, so, yeah. Also, like, we're I, tall. 
Yeah, I'll, yeah, I have a good arm, so you know, like you we're know. tall. We're, we're both tall people, so we need big dogs. I have to say, oh. I know what you mean in terms of like dogs expanding your like. Sometimes I just think about my parents' dog, who I consider my dog, even though I'm yeah. 32 and haven't lived at home for God 14 years now. For almost three um, years now. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, Mark! But like I. I think about Echo, this big, she's 86 pounds. She is a big mm-hmm. German Shepherd. That's what Moses was, by the way. Yeah. Really? Like right, right at that. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And, yeah. But she's like so much more scared of anyone than like anyone is of her. And, you know, it's almost like you have a stomach ache because you love these dogs so much. Like mm-hmm. your heart cracks open. And so I think that maybe on some level, your parents were trying to protect you from. You yeah. know, like what happens when you lose the childhood family dog? Like, it I, I you. yeah, I think so. But I think these are all lessons that kids maybe need. In I know, your life. I know. I, I was just need, trying to. You know what I mean? And I think I, I know, think Mr. Ultimately, Mrs. Titus. Listen, I'm just trying to know, score points. They with do. Them. I'm going to get texted about this, but I think uh, <laughs> I think the reason parents don't want to get their kids dogs is because they feel like the responsibility is going to fall on them to take care of it, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Tale as old as time. The dad who puts his foot down is like, we are not getting a dog. We are not mm-hmm. getting a dog. And then that one Christmas, his heart grows three sizes. And he's yeah. like, fine. And his, he's like, <laughs> his wife talks him into it. He's like, we'll get the kids a puppy. <laughs> and then fast forward to the next Christmas. That dad, 136 times out of 100, is more in love with that dog yes. than anyone else in that house. Yes. My dad that did not want to get this, this most recent dog. And yeah she they are attached at the hip yes 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 and and i think that's ultimately what it is is that every guy in spencer's position mm-hmm. he that he, he tries to play it off he tries to be cool and he's like oh i don't know how we'll take care of it. I, the, the. you know why you don't want the dog and it's that you're going to fall in love with this dog yeah. and 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 you don't you want to be a tough guy and you're like i don't want that in my life i would rather go to philly's games than to be the guy who's like crying watching marley and me but guess right. what buddy just just do it it's better. Guess what, buddy? It makes you a better person. Suck it up. Suck it up. Suck it up I and cry, damn it. I also will say, though, in, in Spencer's and your parents' defense, um, as someone who does love dogs, we pr- my family probably could have, I'm an only child, we probably could have put three other kids through college with the amount that we've spent <laughs> yeah, yeah, keeping our true. dogs that alive. True. So, you know, I do that get that. True. I do get that. That but, is true. Uh, All right. I think that's it. Right. I think that's it today, Mark, for the emails. Um, is there anything? Should we ask people to email us and tell us what we should talk about this week? Yeah, maybe. I mean, the Olympics are starting, so like I have my eye on that. Um, oh, but but that's right. a broad topic. So like, what what about the Olympics are we looking forward to? What should we do? What? Uh, oh, also, um, I have to watch Space Jam. Yeah, you have to watch Space Jam. I have to watch yeah. Space Jam. I forgot you watched it, right? I did watch it. Yeah, I can. Uh, do you want to give me your thoughts, or like, should I watch it and we save it? I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, Does the it first suck? one. <sighs> The the first twenty minutes are about the worst opening twenty minutes of any movie I've ever seen in my life, and I okay. I was like, I I love bad movies. Bad movies are almost better than good movies to me. I there's I there's nothing better to me than like what than in altering your state of mind via foreign substance. We'll put it that way, and then watching just a god awful movie. It is it is so fun. What's, the, what's your favorite worst movie? Uh. It's got to be something with Nick Cage. Um, I'm trying to think of which one it would be. I was gonna say, is it a Nick Cage one? Because we it's just definitely watched a Nick Cage one. The trailer for Pig. Oh yeah, we watched. We, we did watch that. That looks good though. That looks yeah, that actually looks in, good. It um, looks incredible. He has to find his truffle pig that gets stolen. 
what what is a bad Nick Cage movie that I mean like like obviously Con Air is up there, which is like Con Air like is perfect because it teeters on being actually good. It's very long though. Con Air is a long movie. I, don't I can't know. even think of a Off bad of movie right head. now. Anyway, so so Space um, Jam. So the, the, it was so bad that that I, I I say it was bad in a way that it wasn't even fun. It was like that that part wasn't even good. It was, it was just like, what is going on here? It says like set in Akron, Ohio, and you see mountains of California. <laughs> oh God, no! <laughs> You're like, what? Oh what is God. happening here? Um, but then it picks up when Bug shows up. So that's that's my so stick with it if you're okay. gonna watch it. Uh, just wait for wait for Bugs. Bugs is the star of the show. <laughs> I okay. I'll watch it and we can talk about it. Um, yeah. I never watched a movie that had live action and animation in it and not been a little bit blown away. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. Like I still I you know I realize that you know my phone can order me a sandwich that shows up without any human interaction. And yet when I see cartoon characters talking to live humans on television, I'm like, I, you know, what a, a marvel is, yeah. of human How do we do this? Accomplishment. How, do we, how do we do this? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. they're, how are they in the same place at the same time? Yeah. It's so, uh, it's it's heartless. It's soulless. It is a very much a corporate cash grab. It it, yeah. it feels like uh, th- there's not one, one sliver or iota of like art in it you know yeah, it's like very yeah. clearly just like just the, the corporate or overlords shove this down our throats and that that that's a bummer but uh i don't know it, it's not it's not the worst movie in the world and it's uh, it's it is what it's it, sponsored content for lebron it's sponsored content for everything in this universe yeah. that exists All right. All right. so i'll watch it through <laughs> like just a LeBron, brand like yeah it is just like brands yes it's, it's i'm gonna count all the i'm gonna watch it and count the brands yes yes Yes, and it's okay. and it's the whole movie is also like the member berries bit from South Park, where it's like, remember the Flintstones? And you're like, okay, yeah. What is there a point to this? And you're like, no, they just they just exist. <laughs> like the Chris Farley, remember when you? Yeah, yes, that's that what was it awesome. is. Okay, yeah, cool. All right, awesome. well, you know, um, I'll give it a maybe shot. we'll talk about that. Uh, all right, well, see you guys later in the week. <laughs>